0: unscripted, unbound, unconditional. Welcome to the Well Unfiltered. I'm Mindy. I'm Nicole. And we
1: are the hosts of the Well Unfiltered podcast,
0: where each episode you'll hear unscripted
1: faith stories that will make you think, unbound life lessons that will crack you up. I'm talking adjust your waistband laughter, but most of all,
0: unconditional grace and love that will help you connect to God and to other women.
1: Welcome to The Well Unfiltered. Well, welcome back to The Well Unfiltered podcast. My name is Mindy.
0: My name is Nicole.
1: And we are excited about our topic today because today we are talking about COVID bodies.
0: Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. and no not
1: antibodies those are important but are a subject that I do not know enough about
0: to I talk need to about. pause parenthetically and thank you for that yes. There was a pun there, there and was. as a super cheesy person that really spoke to my soul so thank you for that you're not so welcome antibodies but COVID bodies, but COVID okay. bodies continue.
1: <laughs> so, what we're talking about today is sort of how our body image, our relationship to our body, maybe even the way that our bodies look, has shifted, changed, been in in flux since COVID started. Mm-hmm. And I think before we really get into the conversation today, I have to put you know the disclaimer out there because I know when we talk about anything to do with our body image, weight, anything mm-hmm. like that that can bring up just a whole host of, of reminders, of triggers, of, of past hurt for people. So yeah. if that is a place where you find yourself, we will not be offended if you turn us off mm-hmm. for this week. That's okay. We want yeah. this to be a space where we can speak honestly, but also where you feel like you don't have to have those really hard traumatic things dredged right. up.
0: Right, right. Because being unfiltered doesn't mean... That we lose care and sight of one another's needs. And it's kind of like that person that will say, you know, I'm really straightforward or blunt. And what they are is uncaring or rude. Right. And, and there's a difference. So I appreciate you putting that disclaimer out there. Yeah, yeah.
1: So as we look at this idea of COVID bodies, you know, I've been thinking about how did we get here? Why are we even talking about this? As we talked about things that we wanted to address in an unfiltered way, Mm -hmm. this was one of the first things that came to my mind was how we are kind of coping, feeling, looking after we've been through this year almost two years, of, you know, this collective trauma of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So as we're looking at COVID bodies, I think for me, when I think about this, I think about the ways that my actual physical body has changed since 2019. And if you were with us for the OG Well <laughs> on Facebook, <laughs> you know that we did like all these episodes about self
0: care. Oh, yes. do you remember that? I was here yes. For it all was in our them. basement, yes. in my basement. Yes, <laughs> it was. Our it. basement, our where I ba- live. We have, we
1: <laughs> share <a> basement. <laughs> but we filmed this episode, and I remember like being so proud, being like, I get up at four forty-five and I work out and I do all this stuff and it's great and all the things. And then COVID happened and it was like record scratch. All of that stopped. All mm-hmm. of the self care that I was doing just like totally changed, and right. for me, that meant that my body changed. And so, I've spent the last probably six to eight months trying to figure out, okay, what does that mean to live in this skin now and care for myself in a different way because the world has totally changed. Yeah. What it, what is that phrase, "Covid bodies," which I don't know if we made that up or if that's a thing, but I think if it's we did, fine. we need to hurry up and get the merch out. We there sure do. The copyright,
0: yes. but I think. What it means to me is almost emerging after taking the mask off, because I felt like COVID was not only this time of isolation physically from people, but even when we did show up in limited spaces, there was some part of ourself that was covered. And now I think as we take off that mask, both literally and figuratively, embracing what is there and whether that fits certain standards that we've set for ourselves or standards that we feel like other people are expecting of us. And I like leaned in hard to a totally different lifestyle while I was trying to manage e-learning for three children. And it did not include putting my body at the top of the priority list. And so, I think the biggest challenge for me is being able to accept my body as it is now, and also to have grace for this collective trauma that you're talking about. Because I don't think we've really wrestled with how that experience has shaped us, not only physically, but spiritually and mentally. and that our bodies can be reflections of that. Yeah,
1: it's almost like we went through this very hard, scary, just impossible thing, and we were all expected to just be fine Yeah. on the other side. Like, everything was supposed to stay the same, even though literally nothing was the same right. or nothing was right. I mean, you talked about e-learning. You know, I think about all the parents who were at home for a whole year trying to educate their kids and work full time or just, like, stay sane. I think Mm -hmm. about, you know, the extroverts in the room who had to work from home and their Zoom for months and just how hard that was. Like, it it felt impossible to sort of anchor into the things that that made us well.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think another narrative that I saw a lot around social media in particular was that What were you doing with this time? Did you get a hobby? Oh, not only did I like (laughs) start becoming an unofficial HGTV host (laughs) in every room of my house, but then there was this pressure that you need to come out better than this. I even heard sermons around that, that, okay, the world is changing. How are you going to use this time and be better or different? And, and you know, I kind of like 2019 me.
1: Can I just say that? Like,
0: <laughs> say more about that.
1: Well, that was definitely the narrative. And there were things that I saw that I wanted to change during the pandemic, like overscheduling mm-hmm. and things like that. But there are parts of my my 2019 self that I do miss. I miss some of those routines mm-hmm. and and some of the ways that, you know, there were just casual friendships like what's that anymore yeah. you know I, I miss some of that stuff and so it was funny that in the pandemic we pivoted to we got to fix all this stuff I'm like well,
0: what if some of it was okay mm-hmm. and I wonder for those that are tuning in whether you're joining us on YouTube or you're listening in your car uh, to really think about what that term COVID body mm-hmm. brings up for you because I do think that it it strikes every person in a different place and brings up different feelings and as you talk about you know where we are and some of those narratives you know i wonder how you would describe that pivot for you mm-hmm. after so we're in the pre post pre maybe and not so sure pandemic something. phase something yeah what is what does covid body mean now mhm
1: Yeah, so it takes me back to the doctor's office Mm. for my last physical. And I was there, and she was looking at my chart, and she looks at me and goes, Mindy, 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 we did so well last year. What Mm. happened? And my first thought was like, we, we, you were there. (laughs) Like, did you, did you get up early and exercise with me? I missed you, but it's a dark room. It's fine. (laughs) Maybe, maybe you were on the other side. I don't know. Actually, your doctor and I were together because we were doing nothing. Yes, we were together. We (laughs) should have hung out. It would have been great. (laughs) But then, you know, with her saying like, what happened? I just thought, have you been in this office? Like, am I breaking the news to you? The world is ending. (laughs) Like, that's what's Mm -hmm. happening. But I remember in that moment thinking, wow, this feels like very shameful and very hard for me because like my body has changed and it's being called out by this person but what is this saying about sort of us as a people like what are her own maybe you know issues or or, um baggage that she's projecting and and what does it say that i can't just say like wow we're i'm I'm making it Mm -hmm. like we're keeping our kids healthy and happy like we still got our jobs we still got our health What would it look like for me to appreciate what my body is like now Mm -hmm. instead of just yearning for a time that just doesn't exist anymore?
0: And I think what may be underneath that is this cultural obsession with living through difficult things and the refusal to accept that our bodies reflect what we've been through. It's, yes, because it's like they're supposed to just exist independently Yes, of all that stuff. Yes, And so because that is biologically impossible, mm-hmm. then we carry shame and stigma when our bodies do what they naturally do, which is reflect what we've been through. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why it's so important for us to examine this in this season where we've had this collective trauma because if we're not careful, we can believe that narrative that yes, a global pandemic that shut down the world happened and it changed my entire life and work rhythm. It changed my relationships with my neighbors, my family, my government, everything. Mm -hmm. And that should not have any effect on my physical body. And for us to not be able to embrace that is denying ourselves uh, not only a certain grace, but also a certain healing that we need to get through this pre, post, we're not sure, hopefully end of the pandemic. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it makes me think about, you know, this theology of of being embodied. Mm. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I was growing up in sort of my formative years, there was almost this narrative of, you know, you've got your spirit, your soul, your spiritual self, and then unfortunately you have this body that's yes, attached to it. Yes. And I'm so sorry about it, but your body is problematic in so many ways. And some days you someday you get to die, leave that body behind, and then go to right. heaven where things are actually right. great. Right. And that is such a I think a harmful mm-hmm. theology, especially especially for women, mm-hmm. because our bodies are at <laughs> on one end they're like vilified and then they're like objectified and put on this pedestal. And so right. what in the world do you do with your body? Right. Um, but, you know, I I think I was telling you about like I've been listening to Irene a little bit of Dr. Hillary McBride and like that's her whole thing is that like mm. our bodies are us and it's not an accident that we ended up in these bodies. And so the way that we tend to them, the way that we give them grace, the way that we talk to them, it matters.
0: Yeah. I mean, even hearing that makes me think of you know, Jesus returning after the resurrection and showing up in that physical body. Mm-hmm. We know that Jesus wasn't limited by that. Jesus could have done all kinds of things. If It was me. I mean, I would have definitely had one of those wind machines with my hair like that. Mm-hmm. That's how I would arrive look, post-resurrection. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it was important to not only show up in that body, but to show that scarred body reflecting the experience of the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And we deny ourselves that. And that's what God shows us, that we can, we can live this embodied life and that embodied life can be a place of healing and resurrection and faith, as opposed to a place of shame or a place where we are shamed by others. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wonder, you know, as people are listening... And what are some of the ways that you have been able to? You're sitting in the doctor's office and she's Mindy, Mindy, Mindy. Um, how did you move? I, for some of us, when we get feedback like that, um, it's hard to move on in a positive mm-hmm. way with our bodies. How were you able to move forward? Mm-hmm. Well, I think
1: as I sat there, I thought, okay, I'm. I'm pretty annoyed by this conversation, but at the same time, it is a reminder that, you know, I, I feel like I had to do a check of Mm -hmm. myself. Like, okay, how am I feeling in my body? How am I also feeling in my soul and in my mental health? Because I do think for me, at least those things all interlock. So, Mm -hmm. you know, half the reason I would get on a stationary bike and the way too early hours of the morning is because it helped a lot with my anxiety it helped a lot with my mood and so I looked at that and I thought oh yeah during COVID it was this high anxiety time and I wasn't using the tools that I have Mm -hmm. to to help you know manage that and so Mm -hmm. in some ways that was a good reminder for me but it maybe like checked the the reason like okay you Dr. Who really, she's not that bad, but like, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, you may not be happy with the numbers, with the chart that you're seeing, but Mm -hmm. it's really not about that. It's about, am I happy with the ways that I'm tending to this one body, this one spirit that my God has given me for this one life? Mm -hmm. And so I tried to take it and say, okay, like, where's the truth here? Where do I need to just kind of be like... Okay, you can talk to your people about your things and, and let that go. But, but where can I find the, the actual truth that can be helpful?
0: Yeah, it, it makes me think of um, probably the biggest shift I made in COVID. And I wish I would have made a shift towards a stationary bike. Um, the Lord has not, has not uh, provided that revelation for me. I did get the revelation to buy the Peloton. It just hasn't, it hasn't moved in my spirit yet to use it consistently. (laughs) So I'm waiting, waiting on the Holy Spirit. But this is what, the biggest shift in my body was actually um, for several months, I worked out of my house. I've been working, my first job was at 13. And I remember putting on this little JCPenney suit <laughs> which is Can which we has have some shoulder pictures pads. The show oh yes. <laughs> I was a receptionist at my mother's office mm. and I remember straightening my hair to go into this professional setting. And I would say that for most of my life there was the way you look at home, which is crazy and natural and whatever. And then there's the way you present yourself in the world. And that always included altering or adding something, whether that was makeup or changing the texture of my hair. And during COVID is probably the longest period of time I did not wear makeup. And um, part of it that was so marvelous was just not spending the time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sleeping until the 20-minute alarm and I have to be on Zoom. That's very different than waking up yes. an hour before and getting all the kids ready and getting yourself ready. But I think I became at more at home in my natural body to the point that when it was time to go back to work, I was like, oh, well. <laughs> like, it was, <laughs> it was hard go. to be... Um, to conform maybe to some of those expectations again. And I have maintained really usually one office day a week where I literally show up in my full all natural um, makeupless self. And I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. I enjoy not preparing to meet the standard of beauty that I think is expected. And then on the flip side of that is I actually, I mean, I love makeup. I think it's fun. Um, but I do it when I want to do it, as opposed to I must wear this in mm-hmm. order to to be in this setting. And so while I think COVID has challenged us physically and spiritually, there are some things that were a gift during that time period uh, that I learned through my body and this season Mm -hmm. and that's one of them um are there are there gifts that you will take from this experience this sounds terrible of our collective trauma (laughs) (laughs) from this covid body that you have that we both have that all of us have yeah
1: I think you know it you talked a little bit about Jesus showing up with scars and then I think about this, I almost, I go back to the creation story Mm. and how God makes this human body and then God says, it's very good. Mm. And I love, I love that pronouncement Mm -hmm. and it makes me think like, what does God think when God sees our bodies, Mm -hmm. our lives? I just don't think God looks at us and is like, well, you gained 10 pounds during COVID. Mm -hmm. It's not good anymore. Mm -hmm. I just, I think that that is a real, a real lie. And so for me, it's taking, it's sort of having maybe some more generous grace for my body and that it does a lot of great things. You know, it gets me from point A to point B. It, it laughs, it loves it. It exists in this world in a way Mm. that it only can. And that's a very good thing. Mm. And it's not, it's not only good if it is a certain number or a certain size. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is sort of like the the narrative that we can believe. Yeah. And it's not true.
0: Mm. I think that that is the work for us after this episode, Mm -hmm. that for everyone who is listening or watching, that you need to find that space where... You can say it out loud without anyone interrupting or asking who are you talking to. I'm talking and, myself. <laughs> and literally, look at your body and pronounce over it what God has pronounced over it. It is very good, mm-hmm. and that is such a powerful reminder. I'm so grateful that, I mean, literally, that I'm thinking I not only need to say that there are some people I need to say that to um, that need to hear that reminder in this season. And as you share that, it made me think of another, I think, gift I've learned during this season. I know more about our immune systems than I ever did before. I mean, you can basically call me an infectious disease doctor at this point based on my Google degree. It is esteemed. (laughs) (laughs) well-earned. And I remember um, my uh, stepfather had COVID and was in the hospital and in ICU and on a breathing machine. at one point, my mother called and said, he cannot catch his breath to talk on the phone. And we're, we're worried that we're going to lose him. Mm -hmm. And I, for the first time, started, as he, thank God, recovered from that later, um, I started to thank God for our interior bodies and the design that God has given us in these immune systems in ways that I've never been grateful for our interior bodies before. Mm-hmm. Because all of the focus is on what we can see on the outside. and really taking time not only to say, this body looks good, because that's often what we mean when we say it is good, but really that it is good because of the way that God has designed it to be well. Mm -hmm. And really starting to... I remember some brilliant pastor had this prayer over every cell in your immune system, every like just taking the time to really... Uh, break down all of the things that are a part of our wellness that God has put inside of us that we don't even know are fighting for our good. Mm -hmm. And I think that this conversation enlists us in the opportunity to join our own kind of spiritual immune system. I get to say that this body is good. It's Mm -hmm. good on the inside. It's good on the outside. And it's good because God made it that way. Mm
1: -hmm. And think about the, just the impact if we collectively spoke Mm -hmm. those words or had that posture about our bodies, about the people that we love and care about and do life with, like what, I just feel like what impact would that have on our Mm -hmm. communities and, and us as people of faith?
0: Yeah, Uh, it would, and I don't mean this in a contrite way, it would literally change the world, if people could actually love the bodies that they have. Mm -hmm. I mean, so many products, so many, everything that we often see advertised is about changing our bodies. Mm -hmm. And if we had this radical self-acceptance and Mm self-appreciation, that would be a life-changing and world-changing idea. And I think it does start with us accepting that idea for ourselves and it starts in the conversation that we have after this. I mean, I I was sharing with you, Mindy, that I went to this tea. And there was this really uh, nice and welcoming woman who was telling us about, oh, when the conversation started when we were in our 20s, the things we we got to do in our 20s, like sleep and and enjoy quiet time, (laughs) like all fantasy now. (laughs) And one of the things she brought up was that she worked out daily and she said well now I have an elliptical I know I don't look like it and it was just this immediate bomb dropped in the room and I think that one of the things that we have to do if we're going to shift this narrative is take those opportunities to shift the narrative Mm -hmm. and I simply said to her don't say that and then it was a little awkward. Because <laughs> you're like, hey, we just met. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I'm telling you what to say. But honestly, you're, I think that your body looks like a body that's on the elliptical every day. This body hasn't been on an elliptical in decades. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you that, and you can tell your truth, and it can bo- they can mm-hmm. both be good. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's something else that you might share for us to kind of move closer to that self-acceptance? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I I think it goes, it really goes back to the power of the words mm-hmm. that we use. So either our words to other people, mm-hmm. or our words to ourselves. Like I think about the way that sometimes we just, almost without thinking, we comment on people's appearance mm-hmm. or their weight. And I just, every time I hear that, part of me just cringes inside because I think you don't know the story of the person you're talking to. You don't know what even that compliment Mm -hmm. might flare up in them. So so I think it's being mindful of that and the way that we talk to people. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's mindful of of how we talk to ourselves. You know, I, I think about my body post two kids and it looks nothing like the body before. And it was actually funny, last was it last year, whenever our ten year anniversary was, you know, we're supposed to go on this big trip, didn't mm-hmm. happen, COVID, thanks. So we I thought it'd be really funny to like pull my wedding dress out and, you know, take a picture in it. And I took a picture in it with holding the back because it does not fit. Like mm-hmm. why would it fit? It's ten years later. And I remember someone commented on the picture and said, wow, you can still fit in your dress. I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> and it's okay that mm-hmm. I can't. There's no shame there because this body now tells a story. And it's a story I wouldn't want to untell mm-hmm. just to fit in that dress. Yeah. And and so I think it, it's like looking at where we are in our body and, and finding gratitude about that and remembering that, these bodies tell stories, and there there are stories, and really, they're God's story. Yeah, and that's a really holy thing.
0: Well, I think that that might be a place where we might close this mm-hmm. episode, and inviting our listeners to think about the story that your body tells. Some of us have stories of survival with our bodies. Um, stories of grace, uh, stories of ridiculous laughter. I mean, we'll have to come back to the time I moonlit as a liturgical dancer <laughs> in this body, oh. and that—that that is a whole episode. That is a whole episode. <laughs> it, it, it might be called <laughs> <an> imposter syndrome. <laughs> no, it's not a syndrome. No, you really are you a, an, an, an imposter. You were an imposter. But as we do every episode and we think about this, with COVID bodies, Um, we always close with that question, what's filling your well? Mm -hmm. What's filling your well, Mindy? Yeah, when I think about my body, the thing
1: that's filling my well is something that's very unexpected to me, which has been (laughs)
0: lifting heavy weights. Well, that, that that's unexpected to me Unexpected always. at all times.
1: <laughs> no, so, like, as part of my, you know, re-engagement in self-care, mm-hmm. we, my husband and I have been getting up and, and doing strength workouts together. And I love it because strong was never a word I would use to describe myself ever in my mm-hmm. entire life. Like, I always, you know... I just felt like I needed people to do those things for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't need that as much now. Mm-hmm. And that is filling my well. Like it, mm-hmm. I'm like, I can lift that. I do not need yeah. someone to do that. And so, I don't know. It's just, it's been kind of a, a source of joy in a very weird and unexpected place yeah. for me. But what about
0: you? So this is harder because I told you the Lord is still <laughs> revealing the plan for physical activity <laughs> But I will say, in in my house, I think because of my stubbornness around exercise, our kids are um, all really great athletes. And what's so weird about my resistance to physical activity before is that I was a basketball player, a field hockey player, a lacrosse player, and loved sports. But I realized I loved being on the team in competition mm-hmm. and having, like, we're trying to win the game. Wait, exercising on my own? What? There's no game? There's, <laughs> There's no, no medal? Game, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I think I my son um, has, has been asking me, will you go outside and practice soccer with me? And it is it is a horrible experience. I, I know, first of all, the weather is terrible. Yeah, it's and rained. Like, we're in Indiana, and it is rain most of October. Yeah, and I just feel like sports should be canceled, mm-hmm. but they haven't no. done that. No, they don't do that. And just what I've realized is that it's not maybe similar to what you are talking about with your strength training. It's not just the change it's making in your body, but also what else is being built. And you're getting up and doing strength training with your husband. I'm sure that there's some strength training in mm-hmm. your partnership and your friendship with one mm-hmm. another. Yeah, we laugh at um, ourselves. I'm sure. (laughs) And I feel that with my son. We were talking about doing some kind of trick. Yeah, I had to sit down and catch my breath. But I I felt this strengthening in our relationship. And I think that's why I want to keep filling my well with more ways to connect um, with the people that I love Mm -hmm. through... Exercise and physical activity. I
1: mean, if you're not watching on YouTube, your face
0: right now (laughs) is telling a story. uh, You you said our bodies tell stories, right, Mindy? Yes. Also, our faces are part of our bodies and they tell a lot of stories. Yes. So I hope that for those that are listening, that this is an opportunity to tell your story. And we want to hear your story. So, you know, connect with us at the Well Unfiltered on Instagram, on Facebook, mm-hmm. we have a TikTok account, but we're trying to work up to that level of coolness. Are we, like,
1: supposed to do a dance?
0: I don't, I, see, that requires physical activity, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll get. Let us know yes. if you want to see that. It will be,
1: <laughs> Nicole's like, do not let us no, know if you want to no. see no. That. send us a message.
0: <laughs> we'll see you on the next episode of The lab. <laughs> Thanks, Mindy.